I just want to share, kind of negotiated with Mark. He said five minutes. I said, well, it's going to be like eight. So I can guarantee you to be under 10, okay? In 1963, the body of 14-year-old Addie Mae Collins was buried in Birmingham, Alabama. She was one of four African-American girls who died in that horrific church bombing back in 1963. Very sad, very tragic time in our history. And every year after she died, her family would faithfully go to her grave, place flowers, say a prayer, In 1998, her family decided to have her remains moved from that cemetery in Birmingham to a closer cemetery where they lived to make the visitations a little easier on them. But when the cemetery staff opened the grave, there was no coffin. There was no body. The grave was empty. And you probably remember, if you're old enough, seeing that in the news. Can you imagine, Skylon, <laughs> what your reaction would be? <clears throat> they tried to explain. They did an investigation. They scrambled to find an explanation of what could have happened. The most logical explanation was that they misplaced her headstone. She was buried in another location. But in search of this explanation, what happened, not once, not one time, did someone proclaim that Addie Mae Collins rose from the dead. That got me to thinking. How many times in the Bible has someone rose from the dead. How many resurrections are recorded in God's word? Every time a person is raised from the dead, would you agree it's, a, it's an incredible miracle? It's a miracle that shows that God, who himself is the source of our life, has the ability to give back that life, even after death. The Bible doesn't give us an exact number of how many resurrections took place, but it does give us 10 recorded accounts of resurrections in Scripture. There was the widow of Seraphath's son in 1 Kings 17. Elijah the prophet raised the widow of Seraphath's son from the dead. You had the Shunammite woman's son in 2 Kings Chapter 4, the prophet Elisha raised him from the dead. In 2 Kings chapter 13, recorded a man raised out of Elisha's grave. Kind of an odd occurrence. The grave was there and they didn't know what to do with this man's dead body, so they threw it in Elisha's grave. And the story says that when his dead body touched the bones of the prophet Elisha, even though he was dead, the man was raised to life. Amazing. 
in the New Testament, the first re resurrection that Christ performed was the widow of Nain's son in Luke 7. That's an interesting account because it was actually a funeral procession. I'm sure they've had many funeral processions here at Skylon, but I guarantee you they never had one where the person in the hearse was raised from the dead. You also had Jairus' daughter in Luke 8. 12-year-old daughter of Jairus, the synagogue leader, was raised from the dead. You all know the story of Lazarus, the third person that Jesus raised from the dead. And then in Matthew 27, you have an account of various saints in Jerusalem being resurrected in mass at the resurrection of Christ. But then also in the book of Acts, we had Tabitha, who's also known as Dorcas. She was raised from the dead by the apostle Peter. Or Eutychus in Acts chapter 20. He was a young man who lived and died and lived again. Because the Apostle Paul raised him from the dead. That's nine accounts. The tenth account is the account of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Mark and in the Gospels, Mark 16. Any list of resurrections must include the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. His death and his resurrection are the focal point of Scripture. They're the keystone of our faith. It's one of the most important events in the history of the world. That's why Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, and if Christ has not been raised, guess what? Our preaching is in vain. And your faith is in vain. So let's just pack up and go home. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is different, though, from any of the other nine accounts of resurrections in Scripture. It's different in a very notable way. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the first permanent resurrection. The first permanent resurrection. All the other resurrections in the Bible are temporary. Those that were raised died again. Lazarus died twice. But Jesus rose, victorious over sin and death, never more to die. Paul describes him as the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Jesus' resurrection, my friends, justifies us, declares us righteous before a holy God. Romans 4.25 says, Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and raised up for our justification. He not only secures our justification, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ ensures our eternal life. In John 14, 19, Jesus says, because I live, what? You also will live, right? What an incredible promise. 
The resurrection proves that Christ died for our sins. That's so important to understand. Matthew 16, 20 said, 21 says, From the time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And on the third day, what does it say? Be raised again. Be raised again. The resurrection of Christ proves that Christ died for our sin, but it also proves that Christ, that God accepted Jesus Christ's sacrifice. It's in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, that we're told, He, Christ, entered once for all into the holy place, not by means of blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Aren't you blessed to know that the resurrection proves that God has accepted Jesus' sacrifice? But the resurrection also proves that Christ conquered death. We stand here in a place of death. We stand here where bodies are buried all around us. But it was our Lord in John 2:19. He said, if you destroy this temple, speaking of his body... If you destroy this temple in three days, what will happen? I will raise it up. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 56, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is... This is a message the church needs to hear right here. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, be immovable, always, always, even in the midst of a pandemic, always be abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And the last thing quickly the resurrection proves is that Christ will deliver us from death. I'm looking forward to that. Every morning you get up a little older, your bones are aching a little more. Jesus said in John 11:25, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? Do you believe this, church? Amen. If there's ever a time in the history of the world that the church of Jesus Christ needs to stand up, to be bold, and proclaim that we are essential. Because he is essential. Amen. He is risen. Father, we thank you for this word today. I pray that every heart that hears this message would look within their own heart. And Lord, if there's someone here today who is yet to put their faith or trust in Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, I pray that today might be the day, the day that you transform them, the day that you call them to be your son, your daughter the day that you convict them of your, their sin and that you give them new life, the life 
of our Lord and Savior, the risen Lord. We pray that that would happen today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.